Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and episode 268 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who is a $5 a month backer over on Anchor.fm. Thank you very much, good sir, for continuing to support the podcast, even though I don't update it as timely as I would like to. Hopefully, I'll be able to use time tomorrow to be able to get those podcasts, the Good Morning Asgard podcast, and I think I have one OMB report that I still need to upload as well. But if you were listening to this as a podcast, I very much thank you for your time and for your patience. Hello, everybody. We are streaming live on YouTube, Periscope, DLive, and we are finally back over on Odyssey as well. Odyssey's situation seems to have been fixed for now, so we are back live over there. And again, thank you for wherever you are watching right now. I really do appreciate it very much. So let's go ahead and say hello to some people in the chat. But before I do that, I do want to give a special shout out. I've already given a video shout out to him, but I just saw that he is live in the chat right now. And that is Matthew Highland. Thank you so very much for sending me the two movies, uh, one of which I had not gotten my hands on yet, at least this edition of the film. And that is Sicario on 4K the Steelbook Edition, Best Buy Steelbook Edition, and even if you're not a collector, I mean, look at that. That's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So thank you very much for that. And also, kudos to Best Buy for actually doing a proper Steelbook. I feel like every single Steelbook release should have this, where it's a nice, almost clear slipcover, but it has all of the information on the slipcover itself. It also helps protect the Steelbook, too. But also, you could add, you know, a little extra texture to it as well. But also, instead of having that little flimsy paper thing with all the details on the back that, you know, you usually throw away anyway, um, it's just nice to have it in a protective plastic covering. I don't know. There's just something something nice about it. But, Matthew, thank you very much again for sending the miss. He also had sent me a Steelbook edition of Train to Busan, which I actually already have. And so that is actually going to be featured in a uh, giveaway that we'll do a little bit later on the channel. We'll give away a few things later on towards the end of the stream. So again, Matthew Highland, thank you very much for sending me both of those. And also very happy to hear that I've been helpful in your Blu-ray collecting. And I hope that I can continue to be helpful in the future as well, as I know I'm continuing to collect movies and featuring and actually rather talking about collecting movies. Got to give a shout out also to Paramount because look what I got in the mail today. Ooh, yeah, that's right. That's A Quiet Place Part 2. This doesn't officially go on sale until seven days from now. So a week from today, this will be on sale. Uh, This is the 4K edition of A Quiet Place Part 2. This will actually be featured in a giveaway probably during uh, next week's stream, or I might actually save this for Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members in a giveaway because I actually already pre-ordered the 4K Steelbook edition of this movie, and so, uh, therefore, I will, of course, have this film to review, to be able to talk about whether or not the the transfer is pretty good, though I doubt that it's going to be a bad transfer, because it's, again, a, a pretty... It's a pretty solid film to be able to actually transfer pretty well over, not too many visual effects, that kind of thing. Um, what I do like about it, of course, is that it's going to have higher quality, HDR, 
Great, you know, better colors, better color accuracy, better contrast as well. And then the Blu-ray disc has also some special features, including, as it says here, uh, Director Diaries with John Krasinski. Big fan of John Krasinski and his work. So I'm excited to see him work as a director forming this movie. And then also there's apparently some behind the scenes on not just the visual effects, which I think are pretty Amazing for what the first film did for $17 million. Second film, yeah, it was a little bit higher. I think around $67 million was the production budget, which is still relatively low when you talk about a lot of modern-day blockbusters. I thought they were able to do a great job with those. But more interesting to me is that there's also sound design behind the scenes, and that is something that this film and the first film really do well, which is using silence to build up tension and not having to you know, basically use the cheap effects that a lot of other films tend to do with a lot of scary noises, loud music, that kind of stuff. Not to say that it doesn't exist in it at all, but obviously silence plays a much more major role in these uh, films. And so, again, shout out to Paramount. I'll have a separate video uh, talking about this uh, as far as the 4K release is concerned. All right. Let's go ahead and say hello to some people now in the chat. What is going on, people? We got Rosie G12. Hail to you, Rosie G12. Thank you very much for being here today. Uh, also, member on the channel has sent me so many movies uh, and again, I always appreciate that. Let's see, we got GMonkey76. What is going on? Good sir. Thank you for being here. Laura Story, one of the mods. She is the modern major general of the channel. Don't ask her about... I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the lyrics of the song. I was going to try and make a clever quip. A little, rather, a, a, a clever quip. Whip. Um, however, I, I don't have all the other lyrics memorized. If my wife was in the room, she would, because she loves Pirates of Penzance, and she has a lot of those uh, lines memorized. And also, my brain doesn't work quite as well as it used to. Oh, that's right. I'm not a mineral or something like that. Something about mineral. Not mammal nor mineral or something like that. I know that Laura knows the lyrics, and <laughs> unfortunately, I don't. Uh, also, shout out Tom Fox. Thank you very much for becoming a member at the Citizen of Asgardian level. And at this point, it's just become a meme of how I accidentally put Asgardian instead of Asgard. But you know what? Hey, I like it. Tina B, who is the Empress of the Universe, one of my Valkyrie as well. Thank you for being here today. And Steph will be here in a little bit. She works on Tuesdays, and so she's always a little bit late, but that's perfectly fine. Thank you, Tina, for being here to help mod today. And yeah, apparently someone just doesn't like the title, I guess. Space Jam Giveaways Movie Talk. What's not to like? Well, that's right. Uh, Space Jam, or really not so Space Jam, was... <laughs> was actually my intention for the title. And when I looked at it before I went live, I'm like, I thought I put Not So Space Jam. Oh, well, I'll roll with it because really it is Not So Space Jam. And uh, don't watch it, everybody. Talking here about Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. It's garbage. Hot garbage. If you want my full thoughts on the film, I, I did a full review on the channel. And obviously, you are free to talk about anything if you have unfortunately seen the movie and you want to talk about anything that's considered to be spoilers... For a movie like that that I give an F to for how bad it is, I don't care much about spoilers. If you happen to care, sorry. But again, Tina, thank you for being here today. I very much appreciate it. We got Daniel Thorne over on DLive. Daniel Thorne, thank you very much. Good, sir. Appreciate you for being here today. We got Gridania. What's going on, Gridania? Are you named after... Isn't there a game? No, that was Grand Grandia or something like that. There's a game. And the only reason why I even know that is because there is this great YouTube video out there 
where it's 50 of the worst voice acting ever in video games. If you've never seen it, just look it up. 50 worst video game uh, voice acting. It's going to have the most views on it. And it is hilarious. And there's a couple that come from, I think the game is Grandia or Grandandia or something like that. Um, So anyway, uh, Gridania, thank you very much for being here. Daniel Thorne celebrated a two-year anniversary over on DLive. Thank you. Thank you very much. Daniel Thorne, for being a longtime supporter over on DLive. DLive was really the first alt-tech platform that I went to in any real capacity. So, Daniel Thorne, thank you very much for the support over there. Appreciate it. All righty. And remember, if you have a comment or question at any point tonight, uh, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, unless you're a member on YouTube, and then I will be able to highlight your comment. It's one of the perks of being a member on YouTube. Kaylee D, what's going on? And of course, I highlight people as they come in as well. If it's a new name or a name that I haven't seen yet tonight. Uh, Alice McCarthy, what's going on? Good sir, he's a member on the channel. He's also our resident... uh, (laughs) If you're looking for a bad opinion and a bad take on movies, he's the person to go to. However, the fact that Alex McCarthy, who likes some of the worst films that have ever been made, the fact that he gave Space Jam a 0 out of 10 and hates it, I think pretty much tells you all you really need to know about the movie. If you have been a part of this community for any period of time, you know the terrible takes that Alex McCarthy has on movies and the opinions that he has on movies. And even he hates it, as he says right here. He says, howdy, Odin, how's it going? How's Thor? Ugh, Space Jam 2. I loathe that movie with a passion. Again, this is coming from somebody. That likes some pretty bad movies. And uh, Baby Thor is doing fine. He is better. He has second day back at daycare. And he's doing great. So very, very excited uh, for that. Been able to do some videos. Been able to work on a couple of things with the website. If you ever follow my box office tracking, I now have a new category. I'm still working on it a little bit. Uh, trying to make it look a little bit cleaner. But basically, it is the percentage that was made in the first two weeks compared to the final result. So it's going to ever update for newer releases. So right now, for instance, you have, uh, I believe it's Black Widow is at like 100% because we don't have any other uh, numbers yet. It hasn't updated from this past weekend, at least the, the last time I checked earlier today. But then you'll be able to see by the end of the run how much it made in the first two weeks and then how that compares to what the actual projections based on my modeling was. And what you'll find when you look at that chart is that a lot of them fall into that range. And there's exceptions, of course. There's some where it's obviously below 50% or above 70%, and that happens. But it's interesting just how many films do fall into uh, that range. Uh, Emblazon64, what's going on? He says, good morning from New Zealand. Good morning to you, good sir. Thank you for joining today. There he is, Matthew Hyland. Again, thank you very much for sending me those films. Appreciate it. Bifford Ahab, what's going on, good sir? Bifford, dude, uh, you won uh, the last giveaway over on Locals. I responded uh, to the comment that you made on that one. It was part of the 4K giveaway. So uh, look to that for information about how to claim your 4K film. Will Gentry, what's going on? Glad to have you here. Uh, Quo Vadis, what's going on? Glad to hear. Glad to hear? Glad to hear. Yes, I'm always glad to hear, but glad to see you here as well. <laughs> uh, Laura Story, what's going on? She says, hear anything new, uh, anything about the new movie Pig? I've heard some people say that the film, this seems to be the most realistic take. 
that the film is just mediocre. The film's okay. Not that great, not garbage. But Nicolas Cage is amazing. Apparently, Nicolas Cage gives one of the best performances of his career, or it's on par with some of the best performances of his career, but the movie itself apparently is not as good. So, I really wanted to see it this week. Unfortunately, it's only playing at AMCs, and the earliest showtime at the AMCs have it basically going right up against when I have to pick Baby Thor up from daycare. So... It's out of the cards for me. I was hoping that it was going to play at some point over at the UEC that's over in Cleveland, Tennessee, which is about half an hour away from me because it's a you know pretty nice, more regional. I mean, there's it's in UECs in several states, so I, I call it a regional chain, like a smaller movie chain in general. And I, I was hoping that they would have it this week, but they don't. They might get it next week. I don't think it's the kind of theater that gets independent films, um, but that's what I've heard. I've heard that he's great, but the movie is just meh, okay. Uh, we got the caveman. What's going on, caveman? Thank you very much for being here today. Uh, let's see, Crisco. What's going on, good sir? He says, which new movie will be more successful this weekend? And are you excited for either of them? M Night Shyamalan or Shyamalanan or Shyamalama Ding Dong or whatever it is you want to say his name? Uh, his new film, Old or GI Joe Snake Eyes? Well, GI Joe Snake Eyes. If I was a betting man, I would say GI Joe Snake Eyes is going to have the better uh, premiere as far as total box office for the weekend worldwide. Old, I think, is going to do okay, but yeah, I, I, Old is one where I had only ever seen the very small teaser trailer where they're at the beach. And then all of a sudden there's the kid going near the rock. And then all of a sudden the dead body starts floating towards him. And then that's, that's how the, the teaser ended. So I was kind of intrigued by that. And then I actually went to go to a theater again. I actually got to go to a theater again over the last couple of weeks. And actually it was at this point, it was like three weeks ago. And the trailer for old came on. It was actually the full trailer. And then it got into the concept of this beach actually causes people to age and, the only issue I have with it is that it kind of gives away the entire plot of the movie. It, it tells you exactly in the trailer how much equivalent time occurs for the people in real time and then how much they age by that time as well. So I felt like the trailer gave away, and I'm not going to give too much as far as the numbers that they give unless you want to watch that trailer for yourself. I feel like they gave away a little too much there. So I, I could totally see that movie kind of doing okay but maybe not doing fantastic and to be honest i always feel like films like that the horror genre films i feel like they just do better in general in october i know that there's exceptions i know that there's a lot of horror films that can do well earlier in the year or over the summer you know we've seen that happen you look to the conjuring 3 conjuring 3 came out uh over summertime this year and that film is right now one of the most profitable movies of the year. Not the highest grossing total box office, but compared to its budget, it has made the most net gain, net profit. So I would say that this film is not going to be a Conjuring 3 level success, my own opinion. And I think a lot of it, it's going to be because of the fact the trailer, I think, just gives way too much away. If there's one thing that everyone should take advice from and should study... It should be the trailers that Christopher Nolan does. They should not take any lessons from him on sound mixing because he has shown recently, especially with films like Tenet, that his sound mixing uh, ideas are terrible, are just awful. You can't understand a lot of what's being said. The dialogue levels are just so low in comparison to everything else. But 
they should definitely take advice from him on trailers because he, his trailers are almost always good because he never gives too much away. It's enough for you to actually want to watch the film. Uh, the new number two, what's going on? New number two, Dean Heiss in the chat. How is it going? He says, greetings and uh, felicitations to you, Odin, all the chat. Hope everyone is doing well this evening. Hope you are doing well as well. Thank you again for being here today. Soul Assassin, what's up, dude? Thank you for being here. Uh, Rosie G12 says, I sent you Tequila Sunrise because I wanted to send Fabulous Baker Boys, but Amazon wanted $139 for it, so I sent a different Michelle Pfeiffer film with Mel Gibson and Kurt Russell. Well, thank you for sending anything at all. I, I appreciate that very much. Um, and yeah, it, it's kind of crazy when you get to those out-of-print movies, th- those prices just skyrocket. So I guess that's a film I, I kind of hope, I don't know what studio owns the rights to it, but hopefully they do another release down the line. Um, and they are able to have it, something happened similar with Apocalypto. Uh, Mel Gibson's Apocalypto was out of print, and that film, you couldn't find it for cheap at all. Like You, you had to spend sometimes like 50 to $60 just to get a Blu-ray, and usually they were imports. So from the United States, usually it was like UK imports were available. Um, but that film finally went back in print and now you can get it at like ten dollars or something like that um but yeah hopefully that happens for that film too uh andrew hoyle what's going on good sir he says sicario steelbook swanky it is pretty swanky it is pretty great uh will gentry over on DLive. thank you very much for the ice cream donation appreciate it thank you thank you thank you uh even though (laughs) he kind of took it back he's like i didn't mean to do that but enjoy thank you I'm sure that someone uh, enjoyed overall. Uh, Evan asks, what's going on? No, Baby Thor is not. Uh, one of his uh, little playpen things is in here uh, for when I uh, need to have him down here for any reason, which now at this point, not very often since he's typically at daycare during the day. But there were times during the day where he would be a little fussy and he likes just being in there sometimes. Plus, when the dogs are in there, the dogs are running around, and he finds it hilarious and funny. So, But now, he he right now is eating. Actually, he should be done eating, and he'll be going to bed very, very soon. Uh, Matthew Highland, again, thank you very much for that. Really do appreciate it. The Craig Lee Lawrence Experience. What's going on, man? Welcome back to the chat. Tom Fox, news member. What's going on, good sir? Hail to you. Thank you again for becoming a member. Appreciate it. Phonemo. Over on DLive, what's going on, Phonema? Thank you very much for being here today. Appreciate it. Uh, Laura Story says, I'm shocked that I haven't heard about a Nobody Steelbook. Yeah, Laura Story. Um, yeah, I'm Best Buy dropped the ball on that. I, I think that that could have been a really great purchase. I think that that also could have done really well for Best Buy because I think the film did pretty well um, for the box office, especially during pandemic times. Uh, Again, it it did make money. And I think that it's going to make some money on 4K and Steelbook, or rather 4K and Blu-ray release. The good news is, and I mentioned this on my last stream, the good news, or or an earlier stream this week, is that there is a Steelbook release of the film. So Zavi, uh, if you've ever heard of Zavi, uh, they do Steelbook releases often. And usually they're exclusive Steelbook releases to that site. Sometimes they'll make their way to Amazon. Sometimes they'll have some random deal with Best Buy where Best Buy will get like a later edition of it. But there is a Steelbook edition. It's going to be out in September. You can pre-order it now. I think it's like $41 for the 4K Steelbook. Let's just say it's coming my way. I'm definitely uh, going to be buying that edition of the film because it looks It looks glorious. It's got this beautiful yellow. Got this beautiful yellow. 
Uh, Alice McCarthy tagged and says, I love The Quiet Place Part 2, 8 out of 10. Yeah, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. If you didn't like the first one, where you had a problem with the story or a problem with the sound, then, I mean, again, it, you're not going to like this one because it's it's very much, I mean, obviously, it's set in the same universe. And so if you don't like the universe, then <laughs> there's really not a whole lot that can be said for it. Yeah, I can't wait for the third either. I think the third film... Um, especially since John Krasinski seems to have a pretty good head on his shoulders. I, I think that it's going to end up being a, a pretty good release. Uh, Dean Heiss heading over to DLive as well, double dipping over there today. Uh, thank you again for being here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew Hoyle, there we go. We got some lyrics. I understand this reference. Context is right there in the... I have information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. Thank you. I'm the very definition of a modern major general, indeed. And that's Laura's story, everybody. The very definition of a modern major general. Slicer Neon says, Hail Bifford a Hobbit and Odin and I, or rather, sorry, Slicer, Slicer Neon says, Hail Bifford a Hobbit and I are in contention on whether Liam Neeson's Ice Road is woke. Could you find the time and offer a third opinion? Maybe, but I've heard, I think, more people say they didn't like it than they liked it. So, I don't know. That being said, I did watch today, <laughs> right before picking up Baby Thor, I did actually watch, um, oh, what was the silly name that, that they gave it? Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake, I think is the official name for it. Gunpowder Milkshake. I, I could have sworn, it, I, I thought when I was watching the film, I'm like, okay, this had to have been written and directed by some unknown, uh, you know, woke feminist. It was actually directed, rather, it was directed and written by two male feminist and it just made it even better it actually made the entire experience even more entertaining just how uh how bad the action sequences were and the dialogue i put this on uh, social media i put it on twitter one of the lines in the film is one of the bad guys at the very end of the film the biggest bad in the movie he says you know i consider myself to be a feminist and i'm like oh man literally you've got these two people these two writers these two men are completely putting themselves into the movie with that line. It's like, you know, I consider myself to be a feminist. And then he goes off. It's a pretty actually funny account because he, he goes about talking about how he has daughters and he just, he loves them, but he doesn't understand them. He doesn't understand them. And then finally he had a boy, he had a son and, and he understood his son and then his son got killed. And now I'm alone again. And it's like, Oh no. Like it's just, man. Oh man. Um, I'll be doing a review of that probably tomorrow morning uh, before the <laughs> Good Morning Asgard stream. But uh, yeah, if you want to see a movie written by a two male feminist and have some fun, it's got a great cast too, by the way. Like it, it actually, it's kind of an amazing feat. Someone put this in, in one of their reviews. They, uh, <laughs> they said, it's kind of amazing that they ruined this movie with the cast that they had. Karen Gillan is the lead, and she's great. You also have a bunch of other very solid actors in the movie, and uh, it's just, again, it's insane. You, Paul Giamatti is in the movie. And again, every actor in the film does a great job, but yeah, it's amazing that they were able to de de destroy it and ruin it in such a way. Uh, Rosie12 says, let's call it Space Jerk because it's all about him. Yeah, if you have not seen Space Jam 2, I would highly recommend that you don't watch it. Because essentially it is, seeing that this film, keep this in mind, the film was announced first in 2014. That means it's taken them roughly seven years to get the film 
written and made. That tells me all I need to know about why this film is so self-centered from a LeBron James perspective. Because one, he's a producer of the film. And two, the fact that it took seven years means that they were crafting this story. It, it took so long. Again, seven years to make this movie. They had six writers on the screenplay. Six writers. You all know that I'm typically critical of movies that have like four writers. This movie had six writers. Four wrote the story and then two more added on to complete the screenplay. So when you have those many cooks in the kitchen, there's already that chance that there's going to be some problems. It's not always the case. There are cases where there's multiple writers and they work very well together, but it's also typically one of the first things you look to to say, why did this movie not work? Why is this movie all over the place and not good? Oh, six cooks in the kitchen for the writing team. That makes sense. Phonemo over on DLive says there is only the original Space Jam. Yeah, there's only one real Space Jam, for sure. That's why I, I really think that I, I should have named the stream Not So Space Jam. Uh, J-Rod the Beer Guru, what's going on, dude? Thank you for being on DLive. Fortunately, this chat thing won't let me highlight um, gifts and such over there. Uh, Hardwick, what's going on? He says, what do you think of the chances our Jungle Cruise will be as good as Jumanji Welcome to Jungle? Zero. There is zero chance it'll be as good because the trailer is already bad. The trailer is already cringeworthy and it already has a very clear indication that they're going to be pushing some identity politics with it. C keep in mind, the, the ship captain played by Dwayne Johnson is working on the engine of the boat and then Emily Blunt's character comes in to say, oh, no, 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 like trying to tell him how to do his job or something. He's like, I'm, I'm the only one that can fix this engine. And then what does she do? She kicks it and it starts working. Not, not a good indication based on the trailers, I would say. Andrew Hayes, what's going on? Laura Story continuing on with the lyrics. I'm very well acquainted too with matters mathematical, understand equations both the simple and quadratical. There we go. Modern Major General keeps on going on. Uh, Gritania just said it was, came from Final Fantasy, so thank you very much for that con contextual information. Thank you again for being here. Yeah, Andrew Hayes, thank you for making it, man. I appreciate it. Alice McCarthy, tag to say, I'd rather watch that live-action Lion King on a loop than ever watch Space Jam 2 again. Whoo, boy. That is saying something. That is saying something. Yep. As I said, Alex McCarthy, when he doesn't like a movie, that's all you need to know. J.R.I. the Big Guru, there you go. I can highlight you now with that comment. He says, I have yet to hear anyone say that they liked it. Apparently, some people did. And I imagine that it's going to be some people who are just stands for LeBron. Anything he does, he, they're just going to love it because of him. And I could also see there being some people who are like, well, it's bad, but it's a kid's movie, and so therefore I'm going to excuse everything about it because it's a kid's movie. You know? Those would be the only two that would make any sense to me. I don't think they're good arguments, but those are the only ones that I can really think of. All right, let's see. Laura's story. What's going on, Laura? She says, should the theater owners band together to boycott Disney movies, or is that suicidal? Yeah, um, it, it's difficult to say. Because Disney is going to spin it no matter what. Because if, if the theater owners come to... Because remember, this is actually something that did happen. Remember, when HBO Max announced their same-day release, 
there were a lot of theaters that were like, okay, we're not going to show your movies. And they were able to put enough pressure to be basically to help them back down. Or um, actually, no, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was Universal. It was like Universal, I think, was doing PVOD. Like they were talking about putting their films PVOD. It was one of the studios. It was very early on pandemic, right? It was before we had really the streaming wars going on. And I remember like the theaters did, you know, at least I think it was like AMC and Regal, like the big ones. They were like, yeah, we're not going to do this. You know, we're not going to handle it. But then one of them balked. And then as soon as one chain goes, the rest of them go too. Because at that point, it does become uh, very much self-defeating in a lot of ways. But yeah, I mean, I would love for them to do it. I don't. I just don't think that they would, because Disney would be like, "Oh, that's okay. We made hundred million dollars on Disney Plus. Oh, where's your numbers and and your graphs and and your your proof? Well, that's proprietary information. You see how it would go, Mister G. What's going on, man? Forever Sci-Fi's member says, "I'd rather watch Looney Tunes back in action if I had to watch a cartoon live action mix." Steve Martin chewing scenery is way more entertaining than LeBron James. Yeah, I never even saw that movie, but I. I <laughs> I know, I know what you're talking about. I remember when the trailer for it came out. Thunderduck says, It's 1.15 in Germany. Thank the Lord I have night shift for FNT. Oh, dang. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty late over there. All right, let's see. Andrew Hayes says, Have any of the studios shot any movies this year? I heard that Mission Impossible, I think it is, halted production due to positive COVID tests. Yeah, so they've been filming this year. There's been several films that have been filming this year. I I don't have any memorized off of the top of my head. So, Uh, let's see. Daniel Thorne tagged to say, I saw the movie Pig and it was great. Nice way to clean your palate after watching Space Crap 2. Well, hey, there you go. There's a positive review on it. And again, what I... What I had seen and what I had heard mostly from from people talking about Pig was that it's a really great Nicolas Cage, but the film is is just kind of okay. Uh, we're also over on Odyssey, though. I know that a lot of people have kind of given up on Odyssey because it's been having some issues, especially with streaming recently. We got a couple people over there, though. G Monkey seventy six, what's going on, man? He says light up that fire button. Need if you're watching on Odyssey, light up that fire button. And then renowned zero. What's going on? It says, any suggestions on a web hosting site? So for mine, I use WordPress, uh, and they offer some pretty good deals. So that that's what I would recommend there. Oh, we got someone on Periscope. What's going on? Uh, Scrapping Little Texan. Are you streaming on Twitter? I am. That's how you, that's how you can see this right now. Yes, indeed. Laura Story says here, that old movie has spoiled the premiere in the trailer. Exactly. There's nothing to look forward to in that movie because the only thing that they can possibly reveal is some random Shyamalan twist that will probably make the entire thing stupid. (laughs) I mean, the thing that you should have done was focus just on the the dead body showing up and very minimal information. But instead, Shyamalan gives essentially the entire plot away. I I guess I would imagine he gave everything but the twist away. And at that point, it's like, well, then why would I want to watch it? I'll just wait for it to come out, wait for people to spoil the twist, and then I've seen the entire movie at that point, you know? Uh, Alice McCarthy says, Space Jam 2 teased Michael Jordan, but brought out Michael B. Jordan instead. I almost went into Ryan Cannell rage mode. Yeah, seriously. So as I said, don't worry... I'm not going to stop spoilers for this film because I just, again, it's an F film. It's just not good. But yeah, they, they had this whole moment where they're like, I found Michael Jordan. I found Michael Jordan. And then it's Michael B. Jordan, which would have been funny if it had been a good movie, but it wasn't. And obviously, Michael Jordan didn't want to sign up for that crap. 
Punk Waddle is a member. What's going on? Thank you very much for being here today. I appreciate it. Rusty Shackelford in the chat. What is going on? Thank you for being here. Uh, Orange Air Reviews is a member. Says M. Night Shyamalan did a couple of good movies. I like The Village and Lady in the Water subjectively. However, I do recognize the flaws. Yeah, I mean, f- The Village was the last of the films that he made that I that I enjoyed. Um, but the twist in The Village sucked. It was a movie that really could have been awesome. And then the twist just made the entire film feel completely irrelevant. And it just really destroyed any enjoyment of the film experience itself. I have not heard anyone ever say they like Laid in the Water. I'm just going to be honest. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it might just be you and a couple others who, who would defend it. Um, but no, he has made good movies. Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Unbreakable, by far his best film. Split, as far as modern films go, Split is his best Modern film. The K-Man. The K-Man. That's the problem with a lot of the modern film trailers. They give too much away. Exactly. That's why a lot of people would say, I'd rather watch it at home because then there's no trailers or I can skip them or mute them or whatever. Andrew Hayes says, thinking of seeing Snake Eyes in theaters this weekend, first time for me seeing seeing Empire Strikes... Since seeing Empire Strikes Back last May, incidentally, Empire Strikes Back was the first film I saw in theaters. That's kind of amazing too, right? Because that's when theaters were trying to get people back into theaters and that's what they were uh, showing. Um, see Andrew Hayes double posted there. Uh, there was probably like a mistake, but again, remember that don't retract things because the messages stay live here. So don't, don't retract if you, if you can hold off on that as the chat is now starting to, um, back up on me a little bit over here. Gary, Gary, Gary Banjo Sandwich says what happened to it in a quiet place part two. It was so quiet. I fell asleep. Oh no, that makes me sad. Well, I'm not going to go into too much detail with it because it is, I think for me, it's a very well done film. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it is still relatively new, I guess. Even though it's kind of amazing, it's like, oh yeah, the 4K is about to come out. But then again, the film was delayed, so they had tons of time to get all that stuff, you know, worked out. Orange Hat Reviews says, won't watch that thing they call Space Jam 2. I don't support massively ignorant fools like LeBron James. His foolishness is staggering and not worth giving the money. Exactly. He is a CCP shill. He is a Communist Party shill. Uh, Griffin Turbo, what's going on? Zelina Star Wars, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Daniel Thorne over on DLive says, do you think old will be M. Night Charlatan style movie or will it actually be one of his good ones? Here's the thing. It doesn't matter what I think because he's already given away almost the entire plot of the film. So it, it could be good. And the trailer, I was like, this is interesting. I wish I didn't know this. I wish I didn't know the plot of the movie before going to see it. Because it could have actually been good. It, it could have actually been a film I would be interested in going to see. Bruce says, I finally watched Nobody last night. It was awesome. Yeah, seriously. Uh, if you like John Wick, you'll, you'll like Nobody. It's a lot of fun. Plus, Bob Odenkirk is great. Who doesn't like Bob Odenkirk? Mike Jackson, what's going on? Mark, 63366, welcome back to the chat. Appreciate you being here. Nathan Slay, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here. Interestingly, he says, I heard a lot of people give pretty divided responses to A Quiet Place Part 2. Even people who liked the first one didn't like the second one. Um, Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard as much of a divide on that. I think that the only divide I know of is that people prefer the first one, which makes complete sense to me. I think I enjoy this one. Um... I enjoy this one more in certain respects. I do think the first one is a is a more competently made and and just I think strong movie as far as like a cohesive narrative, but I do think both of them work very well together and as someone else had mentioned, I can't wait to see what they are able to do in the future with the third film. Daniel Thorne says, "What kind of movie do you think uh, an Odinist would make?" 
I don't even know what that is supposed to be asking there. Andrew Hoa says, male feminist, you say? I'm sold. Yeah, everyone wants to see that, right? Punk Waddle says, Gunpowder Milkshake is fun, maybe unintentional comedy at times. That's the thing, though. There are some good things, there are some good qualities that are there. But the movie, I think, just falls apart because the action scenes are not well done. The action scenes are not good. I mean, there's a couple of times when you're like, this, I can tell right now, is is just poorly choreographed. It's, it's almost like Star Wars Last Jedi level. Bad choreography. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, got 20 minutes into space ham to then gave up. Hey, kudos to you for giving up on that for sure. Uh, Don Baca, what's going on? <laughs> Deno Despelicitas says, uh, was one of the writers named Sm- Smithy? 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 I don't know. I don't know. All right, 13th Warrior, what's going on? He's a member. He says, six writers on a screenplay is probably going to become standard modern-day pop songs, have as many as 13 writers, which really bothers me as to, especially when you think about the Grammys, how any artist can win when all they're doing is putting their voice to work that they probably had almost no part in whatsoever. Uh, the Hungry Chunky Funky Monkey, what's going on, good sir? Says, I prefer Raspberry Jam. Space Jam is a little meteor, though. Ah, I see. I see what you did there. Uh, awesome one. What's going on? Welcome to the chat. Thank you for being here. J-Rod, the beer guru, thank you very much for the lemon donation. J-Rod, also thank you for the ice cream donation. Dean Heiss, thank you for the ice cream donation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, All right. J- uh, CWD Trixie, what's going on? He says, Jungle Cruise should have been a Disney Channel original movie. It would have been more fitting than a theatrical release. I definitely agree with that sentiment. Definitely agree with that sentiment for sure. Just doesn't seem like it is... And also, too, everyone's like talking about how they're changing the ride and everything. For me, it's like, I don't like that they're changing the ride for the reasons that they're given. However, I have a huge issue and a huge concern with the fact that that people are freaking out over a ride that, for me, I always skipped. In fact, in all the times I went to Disney World, I don't think I went on Jungle Cruise once. I know that different rides appeal to different people. It just never appealed to me. Andrew Hoa says, Modern Major General definitely isn't a song you can get around after a, uh, after a tipple or two. No, that is, that is true. You need to have full dedication to learn that song. Bifford Hobbit, better movie, Space Jam 2 or Artemis Fowl? Oh, how dare you, Bifford Hobbit. I'm going to say Artemis Fowl because at the very least, there are some hilariously bad sequences in that film. Thanatos Felicitas. When I saw the trailer for Jungle Cruise, I just thought that a ripoff, I saw it as a ripoff of the African Queen. Uh, I've actually never seen that. I have that. I've just never seen it. See, uh, Don says, pitch meeting for Space Jam 2 is hilarious. Dude, I have not seen it yet, but I imagine it's going to be amazing. Uh, I think he also did one for Black Widow, and I'm sure that one's great, too. Stephanie B., what's going on, Stephanie B.? Thanks for joining today. Uh, let's see, Tina B. says, I think a few theater owners did strike back after some um, from some other YouTubers I listened to. Some of them didn't show Black Widow. I just wish that there had been more. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that there were some theaters doing that right now. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I knew that there was a there was a a bunch that did it very early on 
when theaters were starting to reopen during the pandemic, when studios were announcing they were going to do PVODs within certain time frames. And eventually the theaters basically balked because they realized, again, once one of them falls, they all go. Laura says, you can't tell much about a movie from a poster, but I'm really digging the new Dune poster. Oh, yeah, Laura, I I was very tempted to do a video and I might even still do a video on it. Those posters are really well done. I, I think the posters are really doing their job, right, of marketing the film. I just hope it lives up to the hype. That's my biggest concern. I just hope it lives up. Denis Villeneuve has not let me down yet, but yet is a key word there. Andrew Hoa says, they were filming Indy 5 in Glasgow. Ah, did you see an uh, an injured, um, <laughs> did, did you say, did you see an injured uh, Harrison Ford by chance, who just celebrated, what, his 78th, 79th birthday? He says, I say five, but honestly, I don't remember there being fourth. In fact, last time I checked, there are only three, and there will only ever be three. Uh, just another red shirt. Welcome back to the chat. Thank you for being here today. Hardwick says, was the Jungle Cruise trailer you mentioned with Emily Blunt kicking the engine released very recently? I don't remember that being in any of the trailers I've seen. Yeah, um, it was within the past couple of weeks. So, the Nerporeal Life Form, what's going on? How do you do a giveaway? I am new to the YouTube biz. Uh, you just do it. Uh, for me, I use uh, a bot that's attached to my YouTube channel, and it allows for people to... Uh, as they watch the stream on YouTube, they get free what's called like digital currency. And you can set it to be, they get X amount of digital, I call them cookies, every five minutes or how, again, you can set it up however you want. And then for giveaways, you just set it up in the bot and then it'll all basically do it automatically for you. So when you see people put their cookie counts and you see the hours and the cookie number, um, that's what they will use to do that. But you don't have to do it that way. You can just be like, I'm going to give it to the first name I see, or you can set it up on something else if you don't want to handle a YouTube bot. Uh, Don says, Maverick Top Gun 2 will probably be the only huge box office movie this year, but I haven't seen the overall budget. I could, It could be a massive uh, turn of profit. Here's the thing, Don. I, actually, I don't think that. As much as I want that film to succeed, and as, I, as excited as I am for that movie, I actually don't think it's going to be a massive success. And the reason why I say that is because if an MCU film like Black Widow is is likely going to be a financial failure, and so far no major, no big budget film so far this year, based on raw data, raw numbers, has been successful, it, it's very hard for me to see that going forward. Now, obviously the market could change, and I could be totally wrong on that. But I think the budgets of these films are so large, and the theaters... As they've said, again, experts have said the theaters are not going to be back and yeah, at 2019 levels, which was already some of the lowest box office on record. They're not going to be back at those levels until 2024. So there's like three years for the, th- for the theaters to actually get back, for the box office to recover. Knowing that and knowing that so many of these big budget films cost the amount prior to the pandemic, and also because of the delays their marketing budgets have to have grown too. It's really hard to say. By the way, I'm sorry if I'm skipping some comments, but I'm trying to not fall too far behind in the chat because it's, it's starting to bump up where it'd be starting to skip. Coming as Andrew says, I think Overlord DVD said it best. Without respect, we reject. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Um, let's see here. Let us see here. Daniel Thorne over on uh, DLive. By the way, I will get to DLive uh, um J. Rod the Bugaroo, I know for the diamonds, typically there's messages attached to it, so I will get to that as soon as I can. Danny Thorne says, regarding Space Jam 2, this is a kid's movie, does not mean uh, make a 
half-assed product. The Lego movie was made for kids and everyone loved it. <laughs> everyone but me. I hated the first Lego movie. I hated the second one, too. second one was a lot worse than the first one. Um, the only good Lego movie, in my opinion, was Lego Batman. Lego Batman actually was, was pretty fun. But, uh, but I, I get what you mean by that. A lot of people liked it. I will give you that. A huge portion of the population that saw that film did like it. Phonema then says, The twist in the village made me so angry. Yeah, it just, it took every sense of, of fear, anxiety, of any interest at all. It just took it out of it. Hunky Chunky, I see you trolling me like that. I see you trolling me like that. But here's the thing. At Odin wouldn't be there if that was true. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, Wiggies, what is going on? Uh, Wiggies23, thank you for the $5 super chat. He says, oh, look into Thomas Wiggin 1630. You might like it. What, what is that? Is that, is that a movie? I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, Hardwick says, Zavi has good deals. I bought Blu-rays from them, as well as replica of Captain America trading cards seen in the Avengers. It comes with two sets, one pristine and other bloodstained. Ah, very cool. Yes, I've bought from Zavi before, and I've liked what I've received from them, because they've had other steelbooks that I've gotten. Uh, General Wingster, Avatar or Space Jam 2? Avatar. And y'all know I hate Avatar. But no, I, I, Avatar, I would be able to suffer through. And I would suffer. I would still suffer through it. Um, but I would suffer through that again before I would watch Space Jam 2 again. So, if I had to, like, actually watch the screen, if I had to actually watch the film. <laughs> oh, man. Rhaegar Targaryen, what's going on? Welcome back. Thank you for being here today. Appreciate it. Um, all right. Thunderduck tagged and said, I watched Space Jam, uh, scenes on YouTube, laughed hard in tears. Oh, uh, if you mean Space Jam 2, then yeah, it's just, it's so bad. Andrew Hayes says, how well do you think Venom 2 will do in theaters since not many people seem to be going back to theaters as much this year? Yeah, as I said, just like I said with Top Gun 2, Venom 2, I think, is also going to very much fall prey. The only thing going for Venom 2 is that there are a there is a contingent of fans that like the first Venom. I didn't. I I, I did not like the first Venom film. I didn't like the CGI. I also, I, I don't think Tom Hardy was really well fit for that role. I didn't buy Tom Hardy as a reporter. I just... It didn't work for me. I was like, this dude's way too jacked to to be just a a, a beat reporter, essentially. Um, so, and that was my big issue with it too. So, I think there there is a strong contingent of fans. I think the trailers have been well suited for that fan base. But is it going to be enough? Based on the numbers we're seeing right now, because one could argue the MCU people are still supportive of the MCU. People still like Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. Look to what's happening with that movie right now. I, I, it's again, it's very hard for me to see. And this is going for any major, major big budget. And to be honest, as excited as I am for Dune, after what I saw with Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which was another big budget Denis Villeneuve film, and Dune is very specialized, kind of like Blade Runner, where Blade Runner. You know, it has a fan base, but let's be honest, the fan base for Blade Runner is a, it's kind of a niche fan base. It has not ever really transcended into to normie society. I highly doubt Dune, based on the movie, the original film, and what I know about the book series, too. I don't think that's going to be able to appeal to a wide audience either. 
So it's going to be hard for almost any big budget film this year to be able to make its money back. Harvick says, Alan Smithy is a pseudonym that directors use when they don't want to be associated with a movie they worked on. Okay, yeah, I've heard that before, but... Uh, Sasha Neon says, Like Lone Star, I prefer elderberry jam, though some sad folks eat it and get the beeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. It's raspberry, not elderberry. Raspberry. There's only one who would dare give me the raspberry. Alice McCarthy, as I said. He loves the Jungle, jungle Cruise ride. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it's a bad, I'm not saying it's a bad ride. I'm just saying uh, it wasn't, it wasn't really for me. Oh yeah. I, I knew that. I, I knew that I would freak some people out about that. Again, I know I have it though. It's a part of, I believe it's a part of my giant Warner Brothers collection. All right. I think I am starting to make some waves here. Tom Fox, who is a member, says, didn't they film the new Batman this year? Yeah, some of the new Batman was filmed. As I said, they, they filmed a lot of movies this year. A lot of films did get movies this year. Yeah, I'm so far behind. I don't have a, I don't, I'm sorry, I can't really explain the cookie, the cookie count. But luckily, I've got some amazing mods and some amazing members of the Asgardian community that would be more than happy um, to to explain the cookie count situation. Commenting is dangerous, says, the fact that they removed the Taiwan patch from Cruise jacket has me worried it will be woke and pandering to China, but it looks good. Uh, I hope not. Yeah, and again, I think that is, is something that's been brought up every time I bring up Top Gun 2, everyone brings, at least one person will bring that up. I'm not saying it's not important, and I'm not saying that that's not a, a concerning sign. However, I think that if that is the only concern, and if that is the focal point of your concern, then I think that you're going to have a problem enjoying it in general, especially if it does and probably will do well in the Chinese marketplace. And again, I'm going to be critical because I'm, I'm critical of Disney. I'm critical of any studio um, that does any relationship with the Communist Party there. Because if you see a film in China make massive money, guess what? The vast majority of that money is going to the Communist Party. It's going to the Communist government. So I'm going to be critical of that. However... I think that that is something that even though, right, even though it is a sign in a certain way, I mean, let, let's be honest here. People were looking so hard at the trailer that they were like, look, there's a patch missing. I don't think that's enough to be worried yet. I don't think that's enough to be worried yet of it being completely pro-China by any means. Anyway, Kara uh, Tharp, what's going on? Thank you very much for being here. Uh, let's see, Tom Fox, who's a member, says, X-Men, the animated series, was made for kids, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Bashirs, I agree. It absolutely is trash. No doubt about that. All right, let's see. Uh, Sixth Sense is great, says Renown Zero over on uh, Odyssey. Again, thank you for watching on Odyssey. Let me see if I can pull up my, my DLive chat real quick, so that way I can get to the diamond donation that was given by J-Rod, the beer guru. There it is. Thank you again, J-Rod, the beer guru, for the diamond donation. He says, what upcoming movie are you most excited about? I've mentioned it already, Top Gun 2. The cinematography in Top Gun 2 that we've seen so far in the trailers looks phenomenal. So I'm, I'm incredibly excited to see what they are going to be able to do in those jets, with those sequences, with the actors being in the jets, not flying them, of course, but being still in the actual fighter jets. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. So that's the film I'm looking forward to most. I would also put Dune up there because I'm a huge fanboy of Denis Villeneuve, as I've always made very clear on the channel. And um, 
yeah, I'm trying to think of, I'm sure there's other films that I'm not even thinking of that are on my radar, but I don't keep in my head. <laughs> All right, the CWD Trixie says, The Last Jedi or Space Jam 2? Um, Last Jedi, because at the very least, I can boo the film and critique it as I watch it. For Space Jam 2, it would just be like, I, no. <laughs> uh, Falk, what's going on? Welcome back. Alice McCarthy tagged and said, you know what's funny? I didn't like Avatar either. Look at that. And I, again, I think that says a lot. If there's a film that Alice McCarthy doesn't like, that there are at least some people say they don't. Uh, Tina says, you seem to forget that the reason women went to see Venom is because Tom Hardy is hot. Am I right? No, I never said that women weren't going to see that movie. Oh, no. I think Tom Hardy, being a giant buff um, news reporter, works very well for women. Women probably like that a lot. So, yeah, I I would not be surprised if the the male-to-female ratio for that audience is going to be a lot closer than other comic book movies. But... But that doesn't mean that I liked it. That was the point I was making about Venom was that a lot of people liked it. I was just not one of them. I just had issues again with um, the CGI and also some of the characterization. Uh, Harvick says the trailer with Blunt kicking the engine being new explains why I hadn't seen it. I was surprised to hear that as the ones I showed her trying to pull off a stunt and taking a pratfall. Yeah, and again, Hardwick, uh, I mean, it's new, but it, it has been out for at least a few weeks. So here, here's the thing, man. If it's coming from Disney, you have to be skeptical. What Disney film at this point, like direct Disney film, and not one of their subsidiaries, like by, <laughs> by like uh, kind of like you know you have like the degrees of, you know six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing. You know that there's like other studios that are underneath Disney. Anything that comes directly from Disney, though, you have to question it. Never ever at this point, go into anything that Disney's doing and say, oh yeah, that could be good. They, they've done nothing to prove that they have that capacity anymore. What have they done in the last year that one could honestly say is universally seen to be good? I'll wait. Because if we're talking about direct Disney, it's not their Disney Plus series. It's not their films. Anyway, Thunderduck says, I meant the 96 movie. Laugh because it was so good and funny. Space Camps 2 doesn't exist in my world. Ah, I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, the the original really is funny. And it's a movie that it's also self-deprecating too. Like that that's the big thing here is that one could argue that Space Jam 2 is is, you know, it's challenging LeBron James for not being a good dad. And it's like, yeah, but then it also promotes him to be the best dad because he's able to overcome it and say, you can be whatever it is that you want to be. And yet, the only thing I've ever heard about, and obviously I, I never want to you know go after kids or anything like that, but the only thing I've ever heard about when it comes to LeBron's kids is that they play basketball. Now, that could very well be their choice, but it's just interesting to me that you know Captain, uh, Captain Communist... LeBron James, spokesperson for the Chinese Communist Party, and uh, you know sometimes an NBA player, depending on what kind of mood he's in. It's just amazing to me that that's the message that he's going to try and push there when everything that we see in real life seems to go to the contrary. And again, I am not an expert on him or his life. I just go based on what I've seen. 
Orange Review says, Odin, have you seen The Great Wall? Matt Damon and the uh, idiot Mandalorian actor. I forget his name, but it's decent thoughts. I've not because I saw the trailer and the trailer looked so dumb. Oh, why did they build The Great Wall? Maybe it was to keep something out. Yeah. The Mongolians. <laughs> Let's turn it into a monster movie. I didn't see it. Didn't look very good. Um, so I, I, have, I don't really have a desire to watch it. Nothing about the trailer appealed me. Appealed me? Appealed to me. Pedro Pascal was the name that you were thinking of for the Mandalorian actor. Alex says, isn't Disney banned from China movie-wise? So they're... The, basically, the last I heard was that they, they were in a rough patch. But that rough patch is not permanent because a lot of people are reporting that they're in talks with China because they're trying to get Black Widow in China. And some YouTubers were confirming that it was happening. However, all the major outlets were saying it still hasn't been officially confirmed. There's no release date. Uh, So maybe the deal went through, but there's not a... To me, if there's not a release date, it's still not completely done. So... I, I would say that they had a hissy fit, but when it comes to money and when it comes to communists, Disney's going to play ball at some point. <laughs> J-Rod the Big Guru says here in Albuquerque, Netflix has been going blockbuster on filming since the state fully opened July 1st. Nice, dude. Good for the state. Good for the state's economy. Sad that the state's being run and <laughs> being run by people who don't know what to do with that economy. Uh, Robert Frey, what's going on, dude? Thank you for being here. Uh, Don Baca says, my Black Widow financial projection have Disney maxing out on Disney Plus premiere at 92 million globally. Sequential box office drops at 50%. Final global box office, 275 million. Black Widow finishing 57 million in the red. Are you saying that it's going to make 275 million total with Disney Plus? Because I can tell you right now, that is not at, no, 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 no. That is, that's not a good number, dude. It's already past 275 million. Last I checked. So that is already not going to be correct. No, the film is going to make somewhere between like 375 and 500 million dollars globally. And I'm not going to count Disney Plus numbers because the only people reporting those numbers are Disney. And Disney has not reported any other film to this point. So why would I believe the numbers that they're giving? And even if they are making as much as they claim that to be making, it's in many cases based on the scenarios that I have laid out it's not going to be enough potentially let's see Evan S says has anyone seen the Guy Pierce Exorcist film The Seventh Day looks good wonder what Father Chad Ripiger thinks of it I would like to study this rite of the church um, I've not seen The Seventh Day I, I, I tend to stay away from those movies they hit a little too close to home a little too realistic based on true events kind of thing and uh, as we all know, it's not good to linger on those events or to think too much about them. And Slay says, I actually want to see old just to know what ridiculous twist <laughs> that defies all logic Shyamalan comes up with at the end. I, I'm kind of in the same boat, seeing that I do review movies <laughs> on the channel, that I would be seeing it just for that reason alone. But yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I just know too much about it at this point. By the way, 65 people still watching on YouTube. Please smash that like button if you don't mind. I appreciate it. Uh, Jake is 85. What's going on, dude? Welcome back. Uh, Andrew Hayes, Tad to say, I'm pretty sure that Tom Cruise is flying those jets himself in some of those Top Gun sequences. He is old, so I might be wrong. So it's impossible for him to be flying the military jets. It's just legally it's impossible for, for 
even someone like Tom Cruise, <laughs> even someone as rich and powerful as Tom Cruise, it's not going to happen. They are in the actual jets, though. Basically, they have an actual fighter pilot in the front, and then they are in the uh, the secondary seat, and then they have, again, I'm just, I can't wait for the special features 4K of the movie. I'm more excited for that than I am for the movie in a lot of ways, because I can't wait to see fully how they were able to get some of these shots in the cockpit with these high quality 4K. And I want to say in some cases, they're even getting like IMAX IMAX, uh, quality images out of it too. Obviously, I don't think it wouldn't be the film because that would just be, that'd be a little too much. But however it is that they're going to handle it, however it is that they're going to do it, it's just going to blow me away, I imagine. But Tom Cruise does fly a plane in the movie. It's just not one of the fighter jets. But he does he does actually fly a plane. So there's a couple of sequences where you see him fight uh, flying like a more standard plane. That is him actually flying that plane. He because he does have a uh, a pilot's license, and that I can say he was. But the fighter jets, it looks again the way they're filming it. It looks real. It looks like they are the ones in there. Um, but obviously because of a lot of legal things, they they can't do it. Uh, Soul Assassin Taddy say, I've heard that Space Jam 2 was a giant advertisement for HBO Max. Any true to the film? I wouldn't necessarily say HBO Max, but a huge advertisement for Warner Brothers. So yeah, the, the film is filled with so many references to Warner Brothers' own properties. There's definitely references to uh, modern era HBO Max. So for instance, there is at one point, they're at the Warner Brothers studio and there's a giant poster for Scoob, for instance. But it's basically, yeah, a giant promo for Warner. Like, there's so many sequences where they feature Harry Potter, for instance. There's a whole Game of Thrones sequence. There's a couple of Game of Thrones sequences, too. Yeah, it's a huge promo for for just Warner Brothers in general. More so than HBO Max. Uh, Andrew Hall says, I prefer the original Avatar with Kevin Costner. Ah, ah. I didn't even know that he was in a film called... Avatar. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I did not know this. I did not know this. And I would actually, Alex, I would I would say instead, Lazy Disney B. <laughs> Alice McCarthy tagged to say, a movie I'm looking forward to is Jackass 4. Trailer dropped today and it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought I saw that floating around. I have not seen the actual trailer. Yeah, those films are usually kind of fun in their obviously ridiculous way um but yeah i haven't seen the trailer uh dolores ed what's going on dude thank you for being in the chat andrew hayes tagged and said disney stopped being good when walt's brother walked away tom fox who's a member says i've never ever seen any direct disney movies in your life you haven't even seen like the disney classic movies i mean i i hope not because there are some really great classic Disney films. And also remember, Disney owns all of Marvel and all of those uh, Pixar and I'm trying to think of I mean, it owns so many things now at this point. But I would imagine you have to have seen some direct Disney movie. Uh, Alex. Yeah, exactly. Don't get me started on Loki. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, 200 night that doesn't fix it though because it's it's gonna pass that number man worldwide it's gonna pass that number because it's it's already it's already pretty darn close to passing that number and it may have i haven't checked the uh let me see if the numbers was able to add in any weekday numbers 
Right now, worldwide, it's at 266 million. It's going to pass 297. It, it's, it, there's no doubt in my mind it's going to pass 297 worldwide. Like, that would have to be one of the biggest, like, it would be mathematically impossible. Um, rather improbable. Impossible is not a good word, but yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that. Um, all right, let's see here. General Wingster tagged and said, it would be really funny if you were just giving away only copies of Space Jam 2 for your giveaway, the ultimate troll move. I'd be impressed. I mean, even I'm not that cruel. Even I'm not that cruel now. But yeah, we'll do that more towards the end. We got about 30 minutes left. I'll try and be in a good place in the chat before I do that. Uh, Punk Wild says, I'll admit I watched The Great Wall when I was in a hotel room with low expectations, but it turned out to be not as bad as I expected. Well, I guess when you go in with low expectations, even films that aren't great can be okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was the only thing I remember, Andrew Hoyle, uh, was there was the whole story about Matt Damon, the white savior. Matt Damon! Like, that that was all I ever heard about the film, but the trailer is the reason why I didn't watch it, because I was like, ah. Eh. This just doesn't really seem like my cup of tea. Doesn't seem like my cup of tea at all. No siree, Bob. All right, let's see. Thunder, Thunder, Thunder Duck says, During the first 25 minutes of Endgame, which was the best, Brie Larson didn't uh, bother me at all. She was good. After that, not. I, I've i kind of blocked that movie out of my mind because I disliked it so much. So I really can't remember anything I mean, there were moments. I know what you mean, because there are a lot of people who, when they come to the defense of Endgame, they always be like, but these moments, but these arcs, and I'm like, okay, I understand the emotional attachment to characters, but for me, I was just looking at the movie, trying to look at it through as much of an objective lens as possible, and I was just like, this is not good. Like, the story was just all over the place. Then they started to try and add in the whole time travel element, and it was just a giant mess from that point forward. Alex says, no, no, Shyamalan after Splice and Glass, I'm done with him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, uh, it was Split is the, is the one you were thinking of, actually. Split was really good. Split was fantastic. However, uh, Glass was not. I was so disappointed in Glass. So disappointed. Uh, Rosie G12 says, I'm with you, Odin. I stay away from anything that deals with the, uh, with the D, uh, too real for me. <laughs> Out of context, that sounds so bad. Uh, with the, with, with Satan. Yes, 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 yes. I understood what you were saying, but I was re- as I was reading it out loud, I'm like, oh man, there's going to be someone who is just coming into this chat. Who's not going to have any frame of reference. Who's going to say, wait, what? Anyway, <laughs> exactly. Laura. Shamalan Shama Lama Ding Dong is one of the names. <laughs> Kek44, what's going on? Uh, let's see. Don Baca says, uh, sorry, there was a typo and I got disconnected. Dizzy Plus and Loss were right. 275 was a typo. Yeah, but again, 295 is still no. That that's just not not gonna happen. I'm just pointing that out. I would put a lot on that not happening. Jake 75 says, LeBron could have just said, it's nice you're doing coding, but you're still going to basketball camp, and that would have been a better ending. The people don't know how to make a Space Jam movie. Also, too, the way that they... So, the original Space Jam, right? Space Jam. Okay. 
I get that because it's aliens coming down and they're having a basketball game, right? It's a space jam. The way that they try and do that with this movie, there's no aliens. It's an AI. The AI's name, Al G Rhythm. Yes. <laughs> the villain's name, Al G Rhythm, algorithm. Not an alien. So they they go, oh, it's the it's the inner space, right? It's the they don't say inner space, but it's like, oh, it's the you know digital space basically and it's like really it's not even a space jam movie at this point i mean yeah there's basketball in it but then also they put a spin on that because it's not even actual basketball it turns out to be a video game instead and then there's one like throwaway line in the film too where they go out of their way to be like who said that playing video games wasn't useful and i'm just like come on now now you now now you're just now you're just desperate. Uh, Thursday Warrior says, I feel Shyamalan really boxed himself at the beginning of his career with the whole twist at the end thing. At least now he's revealing the twist in the trailers over correction. <laughs> it's a good point, Thursday the Warrior. Yeah. Maybe one could say it's a bit of an... Because he's trying to be like, hey guys, look. I made this movie. Look how interesting the story is. And then we step back and say, yeah, but you just told us the whole story. <laughs> there's There's no mystery anymore. One of the best parts about miss, uh, rather the one of the best parts about movies, especially thrillers, is is the mystery aspect. But you just told us everything, man. You just told us everything, man. Punk Waddle then says, "Did you mean dances with avatars?" I don't know what the person meant. I I, I just read the chat. <laughs> Thursday Warrior says Tom Cruise was blamed for the death of two pilots during the making of American Made. Really, Thursday Warrior. I don't know if I ever, I don't think I know if I heard that story. Uh, Tina B, I think the person who said they'd never seen a direct Disney movie means direct to home video. And he's lucky. Most of those direct to home movies stink trash sequels. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Back in the day when it'd be like direct to VHS, direct to direct to DVD. Phone Emo over on DLive says, I really hope Fast 9 makes more money than Black Widow. Um, I would say that that is incredibly likely. Um, let me pull up my chart. Let me go to the old website and pull up my chart. Right now, what I have is Black Widow. I have to make somewhere between 377 and four, rather 377 minimum worldwide, 528 maximum. Obviously, it could go either way on those. It's not always perfect. That's why it's a projection. But 377 to 528 million worldwide is what I had for uh, those money, for those movies. Unfortunately, I was not able to get a prediction on Fast 9 because it had the early release in China and other countries. And so it messed up the entire uh, way in which I track uh, movies, which again is one of the issues with the way I track is that it's based on the two weeks, and sometimes there's movies that have very haphazard release schedules, and sometimes that has a, a major impact. But right now, or rather the last time I updated it, so I know that this number is old at this point, the film was at $591 million worldwide. And based on that metric, even the max projection for Black Widow is only 528. So I would, yeah based on projections that, that I've made, the film is uncatchable for Black Widow. 
uh, unless they somehow are able to get the release in China, have it be released relatively soon while it's still relevant and not pirated to hell, and somehow be able to get the commies to force people to buy tickets or something like that. This, again, could it happen? Yeah, sure. Is it going to happen? I doubt it. But that's the only way I could ever see the movie possibly being able to catch up. But even then, the the, the movie would have to make around $200 million or so in China because that's what Fast 9 did, which is the reason why Fast 9 is actually not as profitable as it looks. Right now, I have that film at $54 million in net profit. However, $215 million of its total worldwide gross, $215 million of that, they only got 25% of, meaning that they're actually still at a loss if you break down the numbers, just, just based on the pure box office numbers themselves. So, yeah, I don't think you should have... To, I don't think you'll have to worry about... Uh, Black Widow making more based on the numbers as they stand right now. All right, let's see. Games Repository, welcome to the chat. Uh, Jenkins75 tagged to say Space Jam premiere weekend made a third of its money back and Space Jam 2's made a fifth back. Let's a lot to do with their budget. Oh, yeah, absolutely. $150 million. So next weekend, I'll be able to make a projection on that. It's going to be rough. They're, They're at around 100. They're at like. $190 million loss right now. Obviously, that's not going to be their end result, but yeah, $50 million worldwide opening, not good on a $150 million budget, especially during a time in which the marketplace is just not booming um, as far as legs are concerned. Some movies have been able to do well. Uh, Actually, I made this point in several box office videos. Cruella actually outperformed itself. Cruella actually has made more than my projections. I don't know how it has something to do with the fact that it did get released later in certain countries. And so obviously those were numbers that were not a part of the initial two weeks, but it, again, it's still, it's still a box office flop. It still hasn't made its money back, but um, yeah, obviously that's something that's to keep in mind. Thursday warrior says the great wall was ridiculous in my honest opinion. Yeah. And that's one of the main reasons why I just have no real interest because it looks ridiculous to me. Um, Hardwick says the comment someone made about the original Avatar with Kevin Costner was talking about the Western Dances with Wolves, which Avatar was heavily inspired by. Oh, 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 gotcha. Gotcha. Again, it was a weird way to word that because obviously Avatar is Dances with Wolves meets Pocahontas meets Ferngully. In fact, there is a video out there where Ferngully's trailer is set to the audio from Avatar's trailer and it matches up almost perfectly. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's kind of like if y'all remember when, oh man, what was the name of that movie? Us, the movie Us, uh, the horror film Us came out. And they set the music from Us to the Cats trailer, and it worked perfectly because of how creepy the, the CG was for the Cats. It was kind of like that, where it worked very well together. Obviously not in that creepy, hilarious way. But rather in just the, oh, yeah, there are a lot of similar things going on here. Uh, Kara Tharp, who's a member, says, Most of the direct-to-DVD movies were garbage. Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time, is not too bad. Really? The third Cinderella film is not bad? Am I hearing that correctly? Doth my ears deceive me? General Wingster, for Endgame. But emotional moments and themes, pretty much. Pretty much. Yes, Rosie G12. The timing on that was uh, 
It's definitely something. Uh, Force of Light Entertainment. What's going on, Force of Light Entertainment? Uh, if you've not subscribed to them, they are great. Uh, also wholesome people, um, fellow Christians. So give them some love. Give them some some life. And uh, they, they do some really great content. I had the privilege of being on one of their live shows on uh, Wednesday about a month or so ago at this point. And I just bought a shirt from them today. So go check them out. Good people. Good peeps. Live in the same area, actually. Ray Targaryen says, wait, what? Don't even ask, man. Don't even ask. The timing on that was terrible. Uh, Liquid Blake, what's going on? Liquid Blake, thank you very much for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, (laughs) There it is. Laura Story, I agree. Totally anti-D. Yes. (laughs) Gosh. Oh, man. (laughs) Y'all are awesome. Uh, Don Vaca says, I hadn't imagined that Space Jam 2 could be a bigger flop than Black Widow or Cruella. LeBron said, hold my beer. Yeah, seriously. I mean, think about it. Space Jam 2 theoretically could have been one of the biggest films. And yet it is failing miserably. Uh, Andrew Hayes says, there's a movie called Cowboy Ninja Viking coming out this December. Well, that just sounds lovely. (laughs) Hardwick says, I've seen The Great Wall. Thought it was pretty fun. Nothing to write home about, but not bad. Wish they had made a fantasy with Chinese dragons instead of sci-fi with aliens, though. Yeah, and again, the fact that you just said Great Wall with sci-fi aliens, I have no interest. That does not sound good or entertaining to me at all. DammitWalking55 says, Yeah, late again, but had to get the yard done. Hello all. Well, hello to you. I do too, but it's been raining almost every single day. I've not had a chance. By the way, last week when I had a chance, baby Thor was sick, and so obviously couldn't really do a lot of yard work then. I hope I get to mow the lawn this week. Punk Waddle says, they could have made aliens... Sorry, they could have made alien robots. Those are sci-fi, yes. And I did say robot, because it's fun to say it that way. Fregar Targaryen tagged to say, cyberspace jam, pretty much. Pretty much, and it is bad. Force of Light. Forever Sci-Fi who's a member says, so it's Tron Jam. That's insulting to those who wanted a sequel to Tron Legacy. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. Punk Waddle says, Lebrani versus the Cybermen, the movie that we needed. Yes, only if the Cybermen, of course, come out on top. Uh, Punk Waddle says, what about those classic direct-to-Disney Channel movies? Oh, Disney Channel original... Excuse me, get it right, Punk Waddle. Disney Channel original movies, those are just close to my heart because you got movies like Brink under wraps. I'm trying to think of what else. Johnny tsunami classics. I love those movies. I still love those movies. My wife and I actually will from time to time rewatch some of those original movies uh, because of nostalgia. And I'll be honest, they still hold up as far as keeping the same entertainment value that they had um, back in the day. Uh, for, for us, at least. Harwick says, the ironic thing about people complaining about the Great Wall, why are we still talking about the Great Wall? I cannot believe we've spent like 20 minutes bringing up things about this movie. Why? Hardwick, why? <laughs> it, was a, it was a comment made by Orange Chat Reviews, and then I feel like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I feel like even if you like this movie, no one's going to say, yeah, this movie deserves this amount of time and attention, man. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, people complain about the Great Wall having a white lead is that it was produced in China and made by a Chinese director. Yes, but again, people don't really want to think. They just say, oh, there's a white guy in the lead. And obviously China did that, and the Chinese company did that because they needed a star. Anyway, comedy is dangerous. Disney has gotten in trouble before for lying about their numbers to their shareholders. Never trust Disney's numbers. Yeah, I think the they were being investigated for theme park numbers. I don't know how that came out, by the way. I remember covering it, and then it kind of just never got mentioned again. <laughs> uh, wouldn't be surprised if somebody's uh, someone got taken out. Uh, Alex, so Space Jam Three. Don't joke. They they are planning it. Right now, the initial plan for Space Jam 3 is that it's going to star Dwayne The Rock Johnson and it's going to be set in a wrestling world instead of basketball. I don't know how they're going to keep the Space Jam name, but yeah, that is currently being talked about. Uh, Don Baca says, my Chinese industry sources tell me Fast Night is almost completely finished financially and your China estimate and numbers is spot on. Yeah, I mean, that movie's been out enough now at this point where it's it might top $600 million worldwide uh, because I think it's still making some money domestically and in a couple of other countries. So I could see it making over $600 million worldwide. Um, but yeah, it, it's done in China. Yeah, it, it's been at $215 million for weeks now because anytime a Western film gets released in China, I believe... Usually the deal is they only get four weeks and that's it. And there have been times when China has pulled films before those four weeks were up. Uh, Solo, I believe, was an example where it did so bad. They were like, all right, we're, we're, we're pulling this thing early. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says, when Disney Plus releases a special on August 25th showing exactly how they created Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, the speculation about exactly how they created the, the effects can finally end. Here's the thing, Hardwick. It doesn't matter what they show because the only thing that matters is what was there, what was seen. And it's very, very clear that was not Mark Hamill in that moment, in that scene. And even if they scanned his face, even if they did all of this amazing technology to scan his face, it was not de-aging. De-aging as it is done, and as they have done in films like Ant-Man 1, Ant-Man 2, and even Captain Marvel, is when you have the actual actor wearing dots and makeup and, again, some combination of the two, and then them being able to take that person and make them look younger. That is what is de-aging. That is not... I can't believe that I'm bringing this up again, because remember, I, I, I was so livid about that. When it first happened, because everyone was so happy. Everyone was so happy. And I was just looking at it like, this is just piss poor CGI. The mouth isn't even really matching up. You had someone a day later with their home computer do a better job rendering the effect, doing a deep fake with it. So, yeah, I don't care, to be honest, what they reveal or what they say they did. Because the only thing that matters is what they did. And what they did was a piss-poor CGI rendering that was not de-aging. Because it was not Mark Hamill in that suit talking. And it was not the same technology that they used for Ant-Man and Captain Marvel. How do I know? Look at them side by side and tell me how those two can possibly be similar. One is de-aging. Ant-Man 1, Ant-Man 2, Captain Marvel with Samuel L. Jackson. And Captain Marvel, what they did with Luke Skywalker, not the same at all. 
<sighs> I can't believe <laughs> I thought I thought I was finally done about I thought I was finally done with that. Ugh. Oh man. <laughs> Punk Waddle uh, says, I have plebeian level cookies, so dirt and such. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, uh, here's the thing. Don't ever rule yourself out. Depending on how much each ticket costs, even if you have one ticket in for the giveaway, could could still end up being a winner. Greg Artarian says, The only thing that was scary about us was that some people actually thought it was good movie with a deep story. Yeah, I didn't hate the movie. But I will, I will say I did not think of it being a really, really great movie with, you know, uh, Force of Light. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, let's see. Thunder Duck. Tag to say, do you know any German words? Movie theater is called Kino. Kino. Yeah, Kino Lorber. Uh, Kino Lorber is another one of those, like, boutique... Um, movie companies where they they get titles and then they do releases on blu-ray and dvd and typically they do a pretty good job they're similar to like an arrow video more so um like it's kind of like a lower tiered criterion collection i guess you could say for more like obscure films but yeah i, I know that word uh fußball spielen fußball spielen die lampe those are like the only german words i know i actually when i did my internship in california for nine months at one point I was working with two Austrian interns and um, obviously there's a difference there uh, with the general language and um, dialect but they did know some German and so they were able to teach me some some German it was fun all right phonemo over on DLive says has there been any news on Tommy Wiseau's new shark movie no I have not that film was supposed to have come out so long ago it's so sad (laughs) I want to see that movie it looks so bad but it looks so good uh, Soul Assassin, I remember that Disney Channel original film, Suzy Q, Phantom of the Megaplex. Suzy Q, yeah, with every 90 kid's first crush, the Pink Ranger. <laughs> Amy Jo Johnson. Oh, Suzy Q. I remember that film. Uh, Phantom of the Megaplex, though, was actually one of my favorites. Rewatching it doesn't hold up as much, doesn't hold up as well as far as a movie. However, watching that film. With Mickey Rooney. By the way, everyone, yeah, Mickey Rooney is in a Disney Channel original film called Phantom of the Megaplex. But when Mickey Rooney gives his speech about movies and loving the theater and loving cinema, I was just, every time, I'm like, yes, I feel this. It's a great moment. It's a great moment. Orange Hat Reviews. (laughs) Exactly. What have I done? It's like Orange Hat just brought up one thing. And I made a comment. I was like, hey, I'm glad that you enjoyed it, man. Anyone that enjoyed it, I'm happy that you did. It just didn't interest me. And then it's like, oh my gosh, now for 20 minutes later, we're still talking about it. Why? (laughs) Why did you do this to me? What have you done? Uh, The gay man says, Giant Tsunami was the movie that wanted me to move to Hawaii as a kid. I wanted to grow up and be like the grandfather. Yes. Yeah. Um. I forget the actor's name, but dude, yeah, that guy uh, was, uh, oh, now I'm blanking on the character's name from Mortal Kombat. He was the best character in the original Mortal Kombat movie in the 90s. Um, I don't know why I'm playing, I don't know why I'm playing, or why I'm thinking Shao Kahn. It's not that. It's not that. Um, I know that there's someone in the chat that knows what I'm talking about. But anyway, that actor is great. Your soul is mine. Like, that dude's so iconic. And then just to see him at another point 
as Johnny Tsunami's hee bono. I'm like, this is the dude that was one of the souls, man. And now he's this chill surfer dude. I loved it. I loved it. It was so great. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing for me, I actually, I wanted to go learn how to snowboard. That movie made me want to learn how to snowboard. So I, I did the opposite. Cause I've always never really been a fan of the sun. I'm very much like Anakin Skywalker in that way. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. Um, but yes, I, I went in the opposite direction. Uh, General Wangster says, Odin, I got to see the great wall in person. I couldn't find any monsters there. Yes. The actual, the actual historical place. Yes. Uh, Punk Waddle says, You did not invent the piano kinecti. You are not taking crazy pills. And also, the chat responds to you to what you say in real time. So we end up talking about silly things cyclically for an hour. Yeah, no. Punk Waddle. Yeah, I totally get that. And that's why it always gets me because it's like, I, I, everyone who's been here for a long time knows that I'm always 20, 30 minutes behind. And so when people are tagging me or members are putting like instant comments and usually they don't have contextual stuff or they don't think ahead about, Oh, he's going to have moved on by this point. Yeah. Cause that usually doesn't happen to be honest, or if it does happen, it's normally talking about something that's a lot more worth our time. (laughs) Tina says the Disney parks investigation is still ongoing per clownfish TV and mead. So we'll see what comes of it. Oh, wow. That's a pretty long investigation there. Uh, Hardwick says, I looked up Cowboy Ninja Viking, and it's a comic book adaptation starring Chris Pratt. It's about the government turning a man with multiple personality disorder into a super soldier. That sounds interesting. I just hope it's better than (laughs) what we got with The Tomorrow War. (laughs) Favorite Hobbit says, this new movie must be on your radar, Blood Red Sky, premiering on Netflix July 23rd. It scared the heck out of me. Uh, I don't think it is, actually. I, I want to say the name sounds familiar, but I don't know much about it. CW Tracy says, Fast and Furious, Space Jam Drift, family. Yes. Yes. Alex then says this, hold up, wait, Space Jam 3 with The Rock? Why? I'm saying the same thing, dude. Yeah. I know you were joking, man, but hey, is what it is. <laughs> Toro, <laughs> don't, don't leave, man. <laughs> I know no one wants Space Jam 3 Alice McCarthy the rock and wrestling for Space Jam 3 I'm a cheap sell I'm in Alice McCarthy as soon as I had read that when I was doing my review uh, I was like oh well I know one person that's gonna like this Force of Light Entertainment says Mark Hamill is a little too chubby to play a DH young Luke yeah exactly which is why they needed to have a physical double in his place and also they had already uh, admitted that they had scanned his face. Like they had already said that they had scanned his face for other things. Uh, and that was one of the things that they had done it for. So when everyone was saying, Oh, the de-aging, the de-aging, I'm like, he wasn't de-aged. As I said, de-aging is a very specific style that we've seen Disney use in films like Ant-Man. And I could go off on that again, but I'm not, I'm not going to. Andrew Hayes says, don't forget the Tarkin face CGI with Rogue One. I mean, yeah, that that was, obviously, that's not de-aging at all. They just created a CGI character completely. Oh, yeah. And that one was creepy because they brought an actor back from the dead, and I, morally speaking, have issues with that. So... Uh, Will Gentry over on DLive tagged to say, uh, is now a good time to mention the wall and Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian? Damn you, Will Gentry. Damn you, Will Gentry. 
No. <laughs> uh, I love you, man. See, I appreciate comments like that. Those those make me laugh. <laughs> oh, that is true. Original Peach Dragon. That's right. Oh, man. Talk about a throwback, man. Rosie G12 says, Odin the chat has a bizarre life and a mind of its own, hence all the wall chat. Oh, trust me, I know. Because uh, I have the live chat here, and so I sometimes see things that are being talked about. Um, and then I have the other chat over here, which allows me to put the comments on screen. Let's see. Uh, Don says, I haven't even checked recently. What are the major releases slated for Thanksgiving and Christmas of 2021? Ooh, I, that's a good question. That's a really good question, actually. Instead of pulling that up, let me head over actually real quick to Odyssey. What's going on, Odyssey fam? Uh, Thomas Zaber, uh, Zaberskin, what's going on, dude? Thank you very much for <laughs> the pant emojis and a dollar donation. That's right. On D, I'm sorry, on Odyssey now, and it looks like they chose me. Thank you very much. On Odyssey, you can now donate and also you can hyper chat with, I think, almost any currency. So it's not just crypto-based anymore. You can actually directly donate on Odyssey now. So I know that's a new feature that they're rolling out. So thank you, Odyssey team, for, for uh, including me with that. Uh, Jacques Lesuave also then says, Do you think Mandalorian can survive without not Baby Yoda? Was the novelty doing most of the heavy lifting for the decent but not amazing show? Um, I mean, if you actually look to the general feel of the show, I... I I, what is this, what is to say the film uh, the series will survive? I mean, we know that Disney is just going to spin the numbers however they want. It, it's basically going to go for as long as Disney wants it to go. As even if the film, or rather, even if in this case the series was operating at a loss, if they're willing to bite that loss, or if they're thinking they can make up those losses in other areas, whether it's they think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to come back roaring, I don't see that happening. Again, if Black Widow isn't even going to make money, how in the world could you ever imagine a film like um, Shang-Chi or The Eternals? Brand new properties, brand new characters. How could you possibly see those making money when even a well-known character and a well-known actress, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, can't do it? So, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to really be up to Disney at that point of, of whether or not it, again, quote, survives. I, um, I don't know. I don't see it personally. All right, we are uh, we are over time today, so I do want to try and get as many um, people's comments read. And actually, uh, Don Baca. So if actually, if if you could in the chat right now, if y'all could just slow down, we're gonna get the giveaway ready, so that way we can uh, we can get the giveaway done. Uh, it's gonna be YouTube only. Sorry, D Live people, um, but just because of being over time and everything, I, I want to make sure that. Um, able to, but if you have a YouTube account, then obviously you can jump over to YouTube. Um, but let me see if I can answer this question because there is a. By the way, if you have never had a uh, this app from Blu-ray.com, it's called My Movies. Highly recommend it. It's a great way to follow Blu-ray deals, 4K deals, all that good stuff. They also have release calendars for Blu-rays and also theatrical releases as well. So, um. Let's see. What weekend is... I think... Is that... I don't know what weekend is Thanksgiving. Either it's going to have Top Gun Maverick, November 19th. King Richard, 
is a film coming out then or it's november 20 oh no it's gotta be november 24th because that's a wednesday that that would have to be it so on november 24th resident evil <laughs> welcome to raccoon city is coming out a film called encanto which is a disney animated movie house of gucci national champions and then on Friday, a film called Soggy Bottom, film with Bradley Cooper. So anyway, that is Thanksgiving. And then for uh, December, let's see. For Christmas Day, we have a film called Defining Moments with Burt Reynolds coming out. Starbright, Cyrano. Uh, and then... Films coming out earlier prior to actual Christmas Day, because Christmas Day this year is on Saturday. So they have films coming out on Wednesday. On December 22nd, you have The King's Man, The Matrix Resurrections. By the way, had no idea that film had a name. Matrix 4 is called The Matrix Resurrections. That has to be the dumbest name I have ever heard. And also Sing 2. So anyway... Those are the uh, movies coming out that time. All right. Kara Tharp says, I love German. Took it in high school, trying to learn it along with Spanish. Also trying to learn Swedish and French. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I would love to learn Latin, like just to be able to read it. Um, Obviously, that's a very tall task and dead language, difficult in that way. I have some basic knowledge in Spanish. Um, I, I wish I could learn... If I'm in a school setting, I can learn languages actually pretty well. I did very well with uh, French and Spanish when I was in school. Jenkins 5 I also like uh, why his Cartoon Network shows in Space Jam 2, but Rick and... Oh, yeah, Rick and Morty is in Space Jam 2, too. Oh, man. They even had Hanna-Barbera planets that they did not travel to, didn't promote their um, HB movie universe. Um, yes, Force of Light Entertainment. He was right about sand. Yes, he was. Carathar, boom. I don't like sand either. I agree. <laughs> sand is evil. Evil. CWD Trixie says Space Jam 3, Rise of the Great Wall. <laughs> Dang you. Or Space Jam 3, The Search for Even More Money. Only this time, no LeBron. Thunderduck, there is a Marvel character called Firebird, a Latina with deep Christian belief and values. Gotta wonder why they don't adapt her, right? Yeah, especially since, I mean, whether you like the, like the films or not, Christian films do really well. <laughs> they they go towards their audience very well. J.R. the Beer Guru says, it's pineapple on pizza time, pineapple on pizza time. Where are you at? Where are you at? Now, there he goes. There he goes. And no, 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 J.Rod. How dare you, Captain J.Rod. Patui, I spit at you. How dare you say that? Um, alrighty, let's see. Do, 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 do. Hopefully, everyone has calmed down. I think people actually listened. I like it when people listen. <laughs> so, so, people are like, Resurrections, that sounds terrible. Uh, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Yes, indeed. Alrighty, well, let's go ahead and get the uh, giveaway going. So, the first thing I will be giving away. Um, let's see. What do I want to be the first thing to give away? So this will be international. So, uh, if you are in a place non-American, I can send this to you. So we'll start off with, I think this is a good prize. 
But because I have this new beautiful 4K edition of Sicario, I can now give away my Blu-ray copy of Sicario. For any collectors out there that does have the slip cover, uh, it has the Blu-ray and DVD. Digital code has already been used uh, as I got this years ago when it first came out because I loved it so much. But we'll do the first one will be the first Sicario film. So again, this is going to be on YouTube only. And let me get the bot set up real quick. So max 100 tickets like normal. And we'll have this cost 50 digital cookies. 50 digital cookies. There we go. All right, the giveaway is now open. So if you are a regular on the channel, which means you've had two hours of watch time. So again, I think that's pretty fair. Two hours of watch time. You can enter into the giveaway. And I think I still have this graphic here. Oh, man, I need to resize it. Oh, oh, that needs to be resized. It's too large. It's too large. But anyway, if you know how to enter into giveaways, it's the same as it normally is. If you have never done it before, let me uh, just fix this real quick. I need to resize it. Uh, Boom. There we go. So here are the instructions on how you enter into the giveaway. So you type in enter exclamation point. You then put a space and then you put in the number of tickets you want to buy. These are all digital. All right. And the max number of tickets you can put in for is 100. However, each ticket costs 50 digital cookies. If you put in for more than what you have, it will not work. And obviously, there could always be technical issues if you mistype something or just if there is a technical issue in general. Yes, exactly. It's time for me to just show you my chin, the lower half of my face. Um, (laughs) But this is how you enter in. If you want to know how many cookies you have, you put exclamation point cookies And that tells you how many digital cookies you have. And therefore also how many you can actually put in for as well. So, anyway. uh, Right now, I've got Alex in with 50 tickets. Crisco for 10. Thanatos Felicitas for 10. ZK Man for 10. Bifford a Hobbit for 30. So those are the numbers I have right now. If I did not say your name, then yours did not go through. Which means you either put in for too many tickets that you cannot afford or you mistype something, or you are not a regular with two hours of watch time. Bruce, I got you for 10. Forever Sci-Fi, I got you for 10. General Wingster, I got you for 20. Liquid Blake, I got you for 50. I got you for 50 as well. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) All right, and we will be ending this entry point. So... Any of the person's names I mentioned, if you follow what they did, you should be able to enter in. So again, uh, the enter is the actual, it's not just the enter key, right? You have to type out enter exclamation point. Then there's a space. The X is the number of tickets you want to get. The max is 100. And you can only put in for it if you have the money to do so. Dadman Walking, I have you for 100. Dolores Ed, I have you for 11. And, uh, yeah, what is being given away right now is Sicario on Blu-ray. There we go. can fit it in there. Sicario on Blu-ray. So it comes with the Blu-ray and the DVD. Digital code is not there anymore. But if you're a collector, it does have the slipcover. Anyway, and if you've never seen this film before, it is phenomenal. 
And again, this is international. This is international. All right. So time is running out. So we will go ahead and close it in three, two, and one. Boom. All right. It is closed. It is closed. No more entries. If you did not get an entry in, it's it's okay. All right. It's okay. We'll go ahead and pick a winner. And let's see what the bot does here. And the winner of Sicario on Blu-ray is Dadman Walking 55. Dadman Walking 55. Claim your prize, good sir. Claim your prize. And after you claim your prize, please uh, email me, odinsmovieblog at gmail.com. And let me know where to send this lovely movie to. So, Dadman Walking 55, congratulations. Claim your prize, good sir. And then email me as soon as you can. That way we can get this hopefully in the mail tomorrow. And uh, obviously it'll take as long as, as it does. Okay. Um, Dadman Walking 55, I don't see you. In the chat. There he is. Boom. How do I claim the prize? So yeah, just by saying something, that's claiming it because you're here. Some people used to enter in and then leave and it was this whole thing. So you are here. Email address, odinsmovieblog.gmail.com. Boom, Stephanie B., thank you very much, has posted that email address. And yeah, you can get and reach to reach to me. Reach me that way. And of course, if you follow me on social media as well, you could do it on Twitter or any other way that you can message me uh, through DM as well. Um, but I do need an address to ship it to. So typically, I think people are more comfortable sending that through email instead. And don't worry, I never share information like that. But anyway, thank you. So to make things, thank you, DadmanWonky55. So to make things a little bit easier, um, I'm going to go ahead and open up uh, entries again. So if you've already entered in, those are still here. All right. And this one, so if you want to add in more entries, you can do that. If you want to add in um, for the first time, you can do that as well. And this will be for the biggest prize of the evening, and that will be Train to Busan on Steelbook Blu-ray. So if you want to enter in for a chance to win, this is also an international giveaway. So Train to Busan on Blu-ray. Um, I will say, though, it is international. I will ship it. However, I, just so that way everyone knows, this is Region A. So this is a Region A locked movie. So if you don't know what that means, um, it means essentially that it only plays on Region A players or Region Free players. However, if you digitize it, um, it will obviously be able to be played in any way whatsoever. I'll go ahead and put the information up on the screen again. So again, if you want to enter in, if you've not entered in yet, or if you want to add in more than what you already have. Train to Busan. Steelbook. Blu-ray. This is not only an amazing zombie movie. It is also an amazing film as well. So again, this is for... Alright, I'll go ahead and read off. These are the entries. So again, these include entries from the last one too. So right now, I still have Alex in for 50. Crisco for 10. Thanatos Felicitas for 10. Zikaman for 10. 
Beer for the Hobbit for 60, Bruce for 10, Forever Sci-Fi for 10, General Wingster for 20, Liquid Blake for 50, Dolores Ed for 11, Slicer Neons for 1, Robert Frey for 1, uh, Commenting is Dangerous for 100, Hardwick for 100 as well. Um, so again, those are the entries that I have at this point. So again, for the Steelbook edition of Train to Busan. And again, this is the Steelbook Blu-ray edition. And I believe it only comes with the Blu-ray, at least according to the cover art as such. But it is Region A. So if that matters to you, if you know what that means, then... Well, then you know what that means. Gary Banjo Sandwich, I have you in for 100 as well. And also, if you already entered in for the last giveaway and you win and you've won this already, then obviously just let me know and then we can pick another name. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's just how giveaways go. Since I ran out of time tonight, especially. All right, I'm going to go ahead and close this off in three, two, and... One. All right. Giveaway is now closed. The giveaway is now closed. So uh, the wife's also texting me as well. So let's go ahead and pick a winner. All right. So the winner of this giveaway is Alex. Alex, claim your prize. Not Alex McCarthy, just Alex. Alex, if you're still here, claim your prize. Goes to show you, you can win. Boom. Oh, hi there. There he is. So, Alex, same thing. I see you, dude. Uh, Same thing. Email me, odinsmovieblog at gmail.com. Odinsmovieblog at gmail.com. And uh, let me know where to send it to. Congratulations. Good, sir. And because of the wife messaging me, we'll go ahead and end the giveaways there. All right. So, I'm going to go ahead and clear that out real quick. And uh, thank y'all for doing that. And yeah, there is a currently, or rather, there is currently a, um, what was I thinking? A giveaway live for Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. So if you're a member on Patreon or Subscribestar, that is on the Discord server. And again, I've always sent links and stuff like that for y'all to be able to join. And if you don't have access to that, DM me and I'll be able to help you out with that. And then if you're on Locals, it is directly on the Locals page right now. And I'm giving away right now an open giveaway for... Kaje Musha on Criterion Collection, Akira Kurosawa's movie. So if that interests you at all, check out Locals, etc. Anyway, Dano Desfilicitas, thank you very much for that compliment on the chin. Anyway, I am way past time tonight, everybody, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you all very much for being here today. Two winners, email me, osmovieblog at gmail.com. I will try and get those out in the mail tomorrow and also confirm that I got your email at some point later tonight. Anyway, you guys are freaking awesome. Shout out to Tina and Steph, the best mods in the business. You guys seriously are fantastic. Yes, Soul Assassin Locals does sound like a dating app. That is a fact. Before I head out, though, need to shout out my YouTube members who are at the army of Asgard level and above. So let me go ahead and make sure I apply that. So a huge shout out to Gonzalo Bergali, Soul Extraction, Nico Blue 4 and 4 Key, George Moilo, Mondo Spieler, Grimsmath, Riff Magos, Wicked Plumber, Sean McDee, Gomercal79, Your Muslim Uncle, Kyra Tharp, Dadman Walker 55, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, Rosie 12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Hat Reviews, Adam Avery, J Stowe, and Aiden 
Vickery. Thank you again, everyone, for being awesome, amazing people. Hope you all had a wonderful evening. I had a lot of fun with y'all tonight. You guys are awesome. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my July Patreon and Subscribestar members. Andrew Hoyle, Biffer de Hobbit, Brian P., Dion, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, The Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina B, and Tina Bojan. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Patreon, and also to my Subscribestar members, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss slash the new number two, J. Rod the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. And I also want to make sure to shout out my Locals members. I am now available over at Locals.com, and I've got two monthly supporters over there. The first of my local supporters is Goblin Squatch. Shout out to you, good sir. And also, I now have a second supporter over on Locals.com, and that is Robert Barnes. Shout out to both of you very much. Thank you very much for supporting me on that new platform at the Keeper of the Bifrost level. If you want to find out more information about that, go check out my Locals uh, page. You can find the link in the description, and it tells you everything that you would get in that Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is right now the only level available on that platform. And I also want to make sure to shout out any new Patreon members. And for right now, I want to shout out Mondo Spieler, who is my newest member over on Patreon. Thank you all very much for being here today. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and video on the channel, please make sure to check out the links in the description of ways that you can support me over on Patreon and Subscribestar as well. It gives you access to things like giveaways of Blu-rays, 4Ks, and digital codes. Also, a uh, access to a podcast that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger, where we have a lot of fun. We also answer Q&A questions as well. And also, you might get access to the Chosen of Valhalla level, which gives you access to a once-a-month podcast exclusively, where I bring on you to the main channel with everyone else who is at the level, and we all just talk about movies, pop culture, and tons of fun stuff like that. And also, of course, Tina, who is the Empress of the Universe, is going to give us tons of reviews of movies and also maybe a couple of awesome rants here and there as well. So if that sounds fun to you, make sure you go ahead and check out those links. Again, you're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.